So, you know in horror movies, when the girl's like, oh my god, there's something in the basement. Let me just run down there in my underwear and see what's going on in the dark. And you're like, what is your problem? Call the police. And she's like, okay, but it's too late because she's already getting murdered. Well, uh, my story's kind of like that. So you decide to start binging a new TV show and walk away thinking, wow, I think I've just found my new favorite show. Naturally, if you're like many of us, you may end up watching the show again. But what if you rewatch it or later seasons don't live up to your expectations anymore? Do you begin to question your taste? Is it just me who doesn't like this character? And what happened to that one character and that one plotline? All of which makes you seek validations for your hot takes. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, everyone. Uh, my name is V. And my name is Jen. And we're going to talk about some fun hot takes that we have during quarantine <laughs> as we sit. Mostly, I mean, we are quarantining and we're still in both places that have lockdowns. But um, as we sit in, in quarantine, we want to use this time to debate each other <laughs> on important subjects such as, such as uh, you know, plastic straws and and other things that we believe very devoutly in so (laughs) that is our content so like the way this podcast came about was uh we were now i remember we were in a car coming from san francisco and we started talking and we were like and i suggested a podcast and jen was like nah (laughs) as usual and i was just like oh that'd be really fun and she was just like i don't i don't see it um, and then quarantine <laughs> happened, and then she finally had time for me to fit me into her busy schedule, and then we started a podcast. So that's the story. I'm sticking to it. Jen, yeah, any other things to add? That's, that's the origin story of the podcast. Um, not a hundred percent accurate, but well, I'll just let her believe it is because she loves to paint me in a terrible light but whatever (laughs) i paint you with the truth because you're my friend um that's also completely 100 percent the truth and that's exactly how it happened i'll let you all know it it is um i didn't say those words but i did not say yes yes (laughs) (laughs) sorry she denied it she she said no but she didn't say nah sorry to clarify (laughs) I didn't. I didn't say no or no. Nah. I just because I remember you said, "Oh, it would be like, uh, what was the original? The original name was, oh, what's the um, tea? <laughs> and that's the tea. Oh, that's the tea. And yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's a good podcast name, and I just left it at that. <laughs> so I didn't even answer. Or say As usual, to hanging me out to dry, <laughs> time and time again. But yet we're still close friends. Wow. Isn't it? Isn't it amazing? The power of <laughs> quarantining and uh, yeah, quarantining and friendship. <laughs> Some friendships can stay yeah. through quarantine. Surprisingly, ours is hanging by a thread, but <laughs> we're pushing onwards, pushing onwards and upwards. Yeah. So I guess the, what we're gonna try to do each week, just because we know that a lot of people are still in quarantine or still possibly on lockdown or maybe just, you know, depending on where you are at, you have like a shortened schedule. Okay, so recently I've been on YouTube a lot more just because I have a lot of time on my hands. (laughs) And I've been like really like trying to watch new YouTube creators because I think it's really hard for people to get out there. And it's just hard to make a name for yourself just because there's like so much, there's so many people out there. There's so many people like with different, different vlogs and whatever and stuff. And so one person I'm trying to starting to watch a lot more of, and I actually subscribed to her like this week, is this YouTuber named Nicole Raffi. And I think she's based in the New York, New York East Coast area. She doesn't really talk a lot about where she's based, which is probably really smart because <laughs> she's like still in college, but she just makes really random videos. And sometimes she just does videos where she asks her subscribers to send in pictures of their boyfriends or uh, their dads from the 80s. And then she like rates them. <laughs> and if they are like specifically wearing a polo in the 80s they get plus eight points and um I think it's really funny and she's just a really fun person and she's also just kind of fun because she like 
talks about her health. She talks a lot about, you know, being vegan and like having fibromyalgia and being in college. And she used to be an RA and she's a lot of videos about that because it was a really interesting job. Just kind of like talking about like college life and dorm life. And I think she's just a very honest and open person, which I really enjoy. But also she's like a very huge Strokes fan. She talks about the Strokes like almost every single, almost every single log that she has. I'm a huge, we're both huge Strokes fans. So this is super random and I honestly don't know how to feel about this, but I just, I feel like I'm going to get really like judged right now, but something that's been, <laughs> that's been like bringing me a lot of joy is Taylor Swift's Lover really? album. <laughs> when did it come out? Yeah. Um, it came out last year. Around, oh. I think the end of summer. Okay. But I started re-listening to it and i don't know something about the album i think that's like maybe like her second best album in my opinion i think 1989 is still unbeatable um but again that's my opinion (laughs) (laughs) i know a lot of people don't agree and i know that there's like a lot of controversial takes on taylor swift and her music and i mean i also share some of them but i do think that lover is a solid album and honestly it reminds me a lot of Seattle because I listened to that album the entire time I was there last year so and because I can't go this year I'm just being super nostalgic wait is she right (laughs) are some of the songs like about Seattle or like they just remind you of it no it's just like the it just reminds me of it because I was listening to it the entire time I was there last year um but yeah okay cool that's what's been bringing me joy is there any particular song that you like, like, listening to the most? Or? Yes. Okay, the best song on the album is False God. And, and I'm ready to fight anyone who says otherwise. Wow. <laughs> what a reaction. <laughs> but yeah, False God is the best one. I don't know. I think Cruel Summer may be the second one for me. But, I mean, I'm not a big fan of all the songs. Like, I think Me is such a ridiculous song and I don't like it. And it's just... I it's bad I don't know if you've listened to it but I'm not a fan so like I literally skip it every time I get that though I feel like there's always no matter I think there's very few perfect albums in the world and what I mean by that is that there's very few albums like even if you love the band even if you love that album if you love that era that you don't skip at least one song on the album well that's that's not true that's not true like I said 1989 is an unbeatable that's what I'm saying though I'm saying that (laughs) every single song is impeccable but that's what I'm saying I think that there's very few albums that are like that I think even albums that you love like there's sometimes albums that you're like oh I love this album but I still skip this one song because it just doesn't do anything for me there's some very rare albums though where like every single song that's how I feel about it. Is this it, honestly? Really? Like, I could listen to... I never skip a single song on that album. Oh, I never. thought you meant, like, there's a song in there that you skip or something. Oh, no. No. Like, I think I've listened to that album, like, from beginning to end. I'm going to say, like, 70 times. Okay. Yeah. I think I want to say 70 times, because I feel like I would also put it in the background, and then my friend and I would also put it in the background when we hung out, and then it would just repeat. <laughs> Because we never put another thing on. Yeah, so I'm like, I yeah. think fully 100% 70 times. And like, I also would listen to it every single day at school. Like, I So I think, I, I yeah, that. like fully I've listened to it. Honestly, though, I kind of feel the same about their last, their latest album. Just straight through. Because yeah. I just love it so much. So. Yeah. It's a good album. It is a good album. You should, you should listen to it. The new Abnormal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I keep forgetting the name of the album for some reason. I don't know why. I was like, is it the new Normal? Or is it the new... <laughs> The, new, the new abnormal, album. yeah, with the Basquiat on the cover, the like Basquiat painting. What? The painting on the cover is like, uh, oh like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what's she saying? <laughs> oh my gosh, always questioning me, always, <sighs> always just letting me take the fall as usual. Why am I even surprised? But yeah, those are our things for this week. And I hope that you guys have things too that are like sparking joy. They don't have to be just things that you're like consuming or like watching or whatever. They can just be like, I don't know, like I went to a dog party yesterday and that was fun. (laughs) Like that was actually a lot of fun. Or like you bought a new piece of furniture and it brought you Or just like whipped cream. (laughs) Yeah. And we would like to hear some of the things that brought you joy for this week on our Instagram page. You can find us at hot takes pod CST, not cast because it was taken. Unfortunately, <laughs> they beat us. 
but you can let us know there. Just comment or DM us, and we would be more than happy to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like we're all in our own little homes by ourselves for the most part, or in our room by ourselves, and so, like, it's a good idea to just reach out to people and, like, talk as much as possible, even strangers like us. So, (laughs) yeah. 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 So this week, as you heard in the beginning, um, we are going to be talking about a TV show, and that TV show in question is New Girl. (laughs) Um, We share a very (laughs) split decision on the show and its humor and just plotline overall, but (laughs) what really sparked this was an interaction that I had with V um, at the office we used to work for. So I find the most random and weirdest things funny for some reason. And like my humor is all over the place and I just laugh at everything. And I mean, don't get me wrong, like I hate it, but that's that's just who I am. Anyway, I came in one day and I was like, I don't know how we started talking about New Girl, but I was like, hey, have you seen that one episode where Schmidt takes like a really long yawn and it's like so funny? (laughs) And he was like, (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, "Okay, like, let me show you. And I was so eager and like excited to show her. And I was like anticipating her reaction to be the same as mine. And I pull out my phone and I show her the episode and like literally deadpan, like no reaction. And her just kind of looking at me like, are you kidding? <laughs> Actually, to be more accurate, because I know that there's a coworker that saw this whole interaction go down. She was like, it was like the joy in your eyes just like sapped out of it as you watched more of the clip, which by the way, was like maybe like 15 seconds. But I was just like so disappointed <laughs> in the fact that like this was what she came to show me uh, during the middle of the day at our office job <laughs> to pick up my spirits. This is what she brought to me as a friend, a true friend of hers. She was like, this is what I'm going to give to you. And I was just like, wow, I guess we just aren't as close as I thought we were. And it hurts here, but um, better to know now than later. And so, uh, <laughs> but that's kind of like what started us talking about New Girl in general. I kind of want to know, like, what made you initially start watching Honestly, it? Honestly, I don't remember, but I know I didn't start watching it when it first premiered. It took me, like, maybe two, three seasons before I started watching it. Okay. I, I, honestly, I honestly don't. I think it was just, like, one of those things where I was, like, looking through Netflix, like, flipping through and just yeah. found it. And I was like, I guess I'll just watch this. I, th- I think it was, like, one of those instances. I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say something that I think is going to shock you. All right. I, so before, this was like back when they were really trying to push the show and like, they just didn't know like who was going to watch it. It was kind of like just Zoe Deschanel that was like the only like really well-known actress in it, you know, like she was the face of it and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And so like before it aired, they had it available for free the first episode on iTunes. I downloaded it. I watched the first episode on iTunes, and then the whole first season I watched every week. Wow. Which is going to shock you. One time, I remember, like, there was a tornado in my part of the country. They cut into the middle of the whatever you're watching, and it cut into the middle of the episode, and I got so upset. <laughs> Actually, I like, got so upset. This. I almost started crying, honestly, because I had a really bad week that week. And high school's really hard, you guys. And, like, my dad <laughs> literally had to be like, you need to get over it, and it's okay. And, like this show is not going to save you. And I was like, no, you don't understand. Um, and I'm going to say that I honestly not started watching it because, like, I was a huge... I was a huge Zoe Chanel fan as, like, a young tween. Like, I, like, idolized her so much. Like, I st- still do, and at the time did, own all of her albums from Shein. You were that indie kid. No, dude, I have... I still have posters from Five Minutes of Summer that I had on my wall that was, like, 
kind of the film that I just oh like gosh. loved so much. And then I just like loved her as a byproduct. Anything that she was in, I would just like watch, period. I was the audience. And so I watched season one all the way through. I think I watched the beginning of season two and then I stopped watching altogether. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, that's kind of like how it went for me. But I think that would shock you just because I think you think that I just hate it. But that's not the truth. I was a huge You fan. made it seem like she, she made it <laughs> seem like... She hated the show always because I remember when I showed her that scene or whenever we talked about New Girl, she would just like shit all over it all the time. So I was like, oh, she's never liked the show or she probably never gave it a chance. But to hear this is shocking. The okay? truth comes out. <laughs> she's really exposed herself and I really don't know who she is now. Secret. I'm a secret, a secret Double agent. life. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I never told you that, actually. It's kind of funny. I guess Were you, like, ashamed? Because I'm not ashamed. I, no, I'm still very much... I mean, like, when people talk about, oh, you're, like, in your, in your tweens, because I feel like I had a lot of phases. I think we all did, though. I mm. feel like, in a weird way, like, growing up and with our generation, it's, like, so involved in the internet there's so many trends that like you kind of have to have multiple things mm-hmm. before you're even like 15 <laughs> you know what i mean like, you just have different things that you're into and i feel like very proud and like i still love my zoe chanel face it was really really crazy but also i think it's funny to me now too because you know like she's a really cool actress and artist and all that stuff but like i don't i'm not as big of a fan of hers as i you know used to be when i was younger but i think it's funny because she just talks about it and she's like oh yeah there's a time in my life when like all my fans were teenagers and they all looked like me and they went to all my concerts concerts and I was like that was me that was a hundred percent me and like but like I we still I mean I hope everyone that's her fan back then we still appreciate her for what she is and what she did and we still think she's a really great actress I think it's just like you know like your things that you love change when you get older and stuff but like I watched the show I supported the show for one season so that like she could get it off the ground so like I was the grassroots really the reason that you were able to watch it Netflix was of me <laughs> Jen so just want you to know okay thank you for your You're service welcome. it was a long battle okay but yeah so that was the first time she showed me a clip of new girl and i was like this girl insane is just her barometer of funny is just so far away from what mine is that like how have we ever been able to talk up to this point but we have a lot of things that we actually like agree and disagree on in the show which is kind of interesting so i guess the first thing we can kind of kick off with is what we just talked about so like zoe Deschanel, her character jess on yeah we both agree that she's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> we just think, I think that season one Jess was very different from season like three Jess. I think that they definitely tailored the show more. Pro- I mean, obviously like other characters that came in because of course Winston and Coach and all that mm-hmm. stuff. The, in general, like the people that were in the apartment, that whole thing changed a few times. I think that that just got changed because of it. And then the characters changed also. But I think that Jess in the beginning, I feel like they wrote very much to what they thought we thought Zoe Deschanel's brand was. Yeah. That makes any sense? I think that they like wrote towards that, which I don't think is a bad thing. So I mean, I I mean, I think she's just really good at playing the very quirky and eccentric character. But honestly, I think, yeah, past season one, her character is just... I don't know. It She gets a little unbearable for me, honestly. I think the problem is also just that, like, she's not really a person. Well, that sounds weird to say, but, like, she is almost so characteristic-like and, like, you know, like, what she likes and all that stuff. Like, that's totally fine. We're not, you know, we're not shitting on people's interests and whatever and stuff like that. But it's just, like, the idea of someone going this far in life with these things as their tenets and obviously you know you can say like okay that's like Mm. every show you know like everyone on every show is like that yeah i just think that she was always the same in all the scenes and all the situations and all the seasons and i think that like these supporting characters had a lot more complexities to them and they weren't always the same in every situation like for example like nick I mean, he was, I mean, he was like a stereotype in a way, but I think that his character arc and just like him changing and adapting to the situation or the experience he's going through. And I think that that's what like Zoe Deschanel's character lacked. I think that even in the first season, though, like they gave Nick a lot of humility, kind of like, or they just gave him a lot more 
to work with for places to go because like you kind of saw at least like a bit of his background and like why he was the way that he was both him and Jess are people that have been broken up with and sad and tragic ways and are just trying to figure out like what's next because like with both of them it seems like the relationships they were in were kind of relationships that were definitely gonna like go a lot longer and of course with Jess it was a lot more like, dramatic but like with Caroline it was still very heartbreaking for him and so I feel like they're in like the same boat and just that we're like oh, okay like we're looking at them as two people that are definitely like scrambling a little bit especially in their romantic lives and that kind of carries over into their like you know the other parts of living together and their social lives and everything like that but I feel like with with him you kind of get a lot more from why he ended up in that place with his ex Caroline and you also like see from even how the other characters treat him like how much you know Schmidt loves him and how much Winston loves him like you get who he really is and like why he's become this person and then from Jess it's kind of just like it really you know randomly happened to her she kind of I don't know like she didn't develop further I guess a lot of the first part of the first season relied on her just being like very much how do I do anything and whatever and stuff with Nick he was definitely I'm still heartbroken need to get over it I think that that is not a bad thing but I think that that like initial thing that they first had made it so that he just just seemed more relatable someone that you could just be like okay like I get where this guy is coming from and then she became someone that just seemed way more broad strokes of what someone that is like going through that would be like and like how she responded to it wasn't always like the best yeah I guess that's like my hot take (laughs) on that character or just what I think about like that whole situation because I think it's just also you don't really see a lot of her redeeming herself after the breakup with Spencer I mean I agree I understand that we as humans have characteristic traits that are always present but the way that Jess acted was just not natural and <laughs> and that's what annoyed me because I'm like there's no way someone would act <laughs> like that in real life because if someone spoke to me like that or did that I'd be like are they okay yeah <laughs> like, I would just not want to associate myself with someone like that so it's hard <laughs> it's hard to believe yeah yeah fair that's very fair I think like I guess it's also like kind of like when I look back at it as an adult now I'm just like oh like, this For person sure. doesn't exist and if they do then like I would never want to be with them <laughs> because like that's just like that person's crazy and like that's and that's another I don't know. thing like I know the show is very 30s. much about like <laughs> being in your 30s and kind of growing up and like I think a lot of that's like that's I think that's also I think I would yeah. I would agree because I think that a 20 something I feel like Friends is like the 20 something show as sitcoms like kind of came back into prominence in like the second or whatever like I guess depending on what you think of the third golden age of like TV which I think is like we're still living in right now I think they were like oh like not everyone relates to that but also just like in general they were just like oh like there's a huge audience for like you know like 30 year old we should make shows about like 30 year olds too and that's like where i think shows like big bang theory and like new girl and um i mean i guess kind of to a lesser extent scandal because i think they're all like 30s and 40s but still like older professional people who aren't in their 20s and like are considered you know for the most part (laughs) grown and have had extensive human experiences and i think that like that's also that like jess is very like it's a 20s are a 20 year old character as opposed to a 30 year old character and so like given that and her age like it makes it even more like weird that that's who she (laughs) is and that's how she's portrayed on the show yeah and kind of going into that if we want to talk about nick and jess because i know that you have a lot of different takes on that relationship and we just like we before this we were looking it up and we realized that the very first episode that they like were kind of seen or considered as like oh a possible connection slash like a possible relationship romantic relationship was season one and then they didn't kiss until season two and then they didn't be in relationship until season three and the show was by the way seven seasons so like so basically like midway through they became a couple which i think they were always obviously working towards and laying out the groundwork for from season one onwards um and like they're probably like more of the central characters because just as the main character and like of course, as it went on and they became more, like, involved into the storylines, you know, Nick's character grew a lot more into, mm-hmm. like, the main, I don't know, 
screen time Honestly, of every week. I, I would don't say. think they should have been um, So, like, what do you think like, about that? To about me, that it just... Pairing, I think it, it made sense for season three, but then beyond that, it just didn't... I didn't see it going anywhere. Like, we saw what they look like, and we saw how they worked as a couple, and... It just wasn't believable for me to see them eventually. Also, like, if you haven't watched it, these are a bunch of spoilers, but it just wasn't believable for me to see them get married at the end because I'm just like, these people have grown together and grown apart and grown <laughs> as individuals. So much so that I just felt like they were not the same people. Well, I mean, maybe Jess, but Nick was just not the same person at the end. And for him to end up with Jess, it didn't make sense in my mind and like i just think that they had so many problems as a couple that i i'm just like if i was with someone like that i would never see myself marrying them honestly they should have just never they should have they should have just never gotten married they should have broken up and then they should have moved on with other people which brings me to my other point which is the actual <laughs> real like otp which is Je jess and <laughs> jess and sam and sam is the doctor in the show and i think it's really honestly i think it's fucked up that they had jess essentially cheat on nick or cheat on sam with nick and that was like the beginning of their relationship which is such a fucked up way to begin a relationship to um for two characters that end up together i just feel like that's not real <laughs> um i don't know i i have a lot of hot takes on that so i think <laughs> for me i guess i was always like i feel dating is just kind of like super difficult no one is really in a relationship for very long on the show which i think is actually like pretty accurate <laughs> for the times i feel like a big part of it too is kind of this idea of okay like who do you end up with is it the person that like you just meet randomly and whatever and stuff like that or is it this person that you have a lot of history with and obviously like you know like we've lived some life <laughs> and i feel like in my experiences of stuff like that i feel like i've seen a lot of couples that have met in college or met maybe post-college and just been very serious like very early on and been like going towards marriage or like that's that's the kind of blueprint that they had but i feel like a lot of those couples just don't end up very happy but i do think they do get married which is kind of interesting to me and i think it's like a thing of definitely like especially when they turn 30 that ticking clock okay even though there's mm -hmm. obviously no one saying like, you have to get married at 30 or whatever or you know 32 or whatever like there's no age restriction or limit but like people definitely feel that because of like other influences in a weird way i think that if i met those characters outside of like the show i could see them getting married but i think they would also get divorced i think that was like accurate that's true and there's like all the people that have been like oh i went met my wife when i was cheating with her or like you know yeah. like i was cheating on my but girlfriend with her or like there's a lot of stories that i hear about people that are like you know like oh we we got married or we worked out or whatever and stuff like that and like it's it's horrible oh those people are horrible but like i also feel like that happens and then like you know sometimes like those relationships work out sometimes they don't it was terrible and i think it i don't think it really made us like the character which i mean i don't know that's the whole thing though too do people want to be relate or do people want to like a character like those are two very different things i don't know like i feel like that happens a lot on shows especially where like the main character does stuff like that where it's definitely written into it being like oh but like it works out so it's okay like i think mm -hmm. that's a very not to name drop a sitcom but like how i met your mother scenario where they're just like yeah ted mosby does like a lot of really questionable classic. stuff in that show and everyone's just like oh classic classic ted mosby and like i'm just like dude no like this guy is toxic <laughs> this guy is toxic to mm -hmm. like a t also just subtly pressures women into really serious commitments when they don't want to be in them that's really toxic and he also definitely has i think in the show they said like a few times been just like dishonest with women that he's dating or seeing where he's been like with someone but then considering going back to someone else or whatever or he's like i'm not with someone else i mean your feelings are your feelings 100 but i think to like act on them you know like those are two very different things and i feel like in sitcoms when characters like act on them and they're just like very like dramatic feelings and they're like, blend away or they're like oh but they're a really good couple or like they have to end up together or else it's like it makes that person just so unlikable but i think it's more realistic when it doesn't end up okay because like that is like 
what also happens a lot of the time, honestly. Like, I mean, I don't want to say a lot of the time, but I do feel like that's usually, like, when I see people like that, that it is the kind of, that, like, karmic balance. It is, like, a, like, sitcom logic of, like, if you, someone does something so bad like that, that's kind of irredeemable to, like, everyone else and it's, like, a normal functioning hopefully empathetic right. human being then but like I they have to end up with that person or I else mean, like everything they just did is I'm like purely it, selfish it and then they can't like come back from that just well i mean she did kiss him back but she didn't really have a say in the situation because it was so sudden and i think that that's the problem with me too where that was so off-brand for nick because like the rest of show he spends his time being so insecure around women even in the beginning he was so insecure about women and then there was like this one scene where nick tells just like i was i f- was in love with you the moment you walked into this room and i'm like that is so off brand like that just was so awkward yeah and that's so weird <laughs> but it's also just like why would you ever <laughs> So you like it made it made also made him seem like he was just like this weird like waiting in the wings, <laughs> like kind of guy mm-hmm. that he was like oh like I'm she's not she doesn't want to be with me obviously right now but like I'm gonna wait until she's living with me and then I'm yeah. gonna like pounce like that kind of sounds like I mean it's horrible that kind of like how it sounds or just to me when he says that nowhere I don't know I didn't like that I didn't like how that wasn't true to his character. Um, and also, I think that the reason why I like Jess and Sam a lot better was because Sam kind of balanced Jess's quirkiness out. And I think that Nick and Jess were so eccentric in their own ways that when they came together, I'm like, this is just like too much. Like, there's just no way. And I just think that it was more believable for Sam to be her her like end game. <laughs> he was like a little bit more responsible and he was i mean he was still there for her in the ways that nick was there for her too like he was her friend and like he would build furniture for her even though they kind of started off a little bit weird but they it just made a little bit more sense in my mind but i mean it's television and it's not supposed to make sense so whatever (laughs) yeah i guess for me also though i feel like Season one, I kind of, like, I could see where the couples were, kind of. Like, at least for the main two couples, which I'm going to say, like, you know, Cece and Schmidt, and then, of course, Nick and Jess. I would love at the end of the season, like, are the end of the show, they, like, are not together. But I guess they were like, nope, that's 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 not a sitcom. We got to get them together, which I'm like, okay, whatever. But I'm also just like, I think people can grow, and I think people can change 100%. But I kind of love the idea of just being like, oh, like, some people that you just, like, meet in your life that you're just gonna very briefly have a relationship with but that doesn't mean it's gonna be forever or that that's gonna always come back and stuff and i think it's good that like at least for cc like she almost Mm -hmm. did get married so it was like oh she really had to like have a moment of being like i'm going forward with a different life plan and whatever and like really like thinking about like okay i'm not gonna be with schmidt like that was a really like very serious possibility before they kind of came back to each other and i think that was like more oh, realistic sure. and i think that sold me better than nick and jess because i think with them it kind of felt like no matter what the relationships were they were always keeping each other on like the back burner a little bit and they weren't really committing and like that kind of was like really weird to me and it kind of like threw me off because i was just like oh i feel like the way that this is it, it seems like they're just kind of like waiting their time mm-hmm. and like they're not really making commitments to anybody else but they're still dating people which is like very unfair to do to other people and their feelings and like like my favorite Caroline? actually this is gonna be also a hot take my favorite julia like girlfriend of nick's girlfriends can you guess actually no julia Ju- yeah like season one to two or i think yes yeah, maybe season two actually more accurately but yeah i love julia i think i just like loved her as a person like she just seemed very practical but she also just seemed very like she's like the only person that was like a really a real 30 year old (laughs) in the show i'm like and just took Mm -hmm. care of stuff but was also just not always sure about stuff you know oh made mistakes but atoned from them and accepted them you know approached them like an adult and just talked about them with nick she really exactly. outgrew him and, you know, and like what, but she like, should have because he was like, nef- like definitely not growing up he's definitely do, not like actually in their 30s but that was, was very like, fair I for her i think to do till the very end and then when and then i think 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's so unbelievable is that this show tries to kind of sell that of, like, if you wait for the man, yeah. like, the right guy, like, you can fix him. Like, you can eventually get him there to get his shit together. Like, you can make him get a bank account. You can make him write his book and be a successful publisher, even though he doesn't write or read. <laughs> and, just, and, like, I, I maybe that wasn't the intention or the message that the writers were trying to send, but that's definitely yeah, the message that, that I got where it was like if you wait you can fix him and you can't change him and like Jess was very much about that I think her character it was with every relationship to where she was always aiming to change something about their her partner and I that didn't sit well with me because I'm like what about you man like you're just as flawed and fucked up so like why don't you change yourself for yeah. one like for once <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, I guess it's also the thing, yeah. too, like, in your, I think you make a lot of mistakes, obviously, in your 20s. We are making a lot of them every day. But, like, I think what I've known or what I've just talked to, like, people that are in their 30s at some point are just like, yeah, I know what I, like, like, and I know what I, like, want in my life. And I, like, know, maybe I don't know, like, all of my complexities, but I just, I know on a fundamental level, like, who I am. And, like, that's not everybody, of course, but I think that, like, most people that, like, you know, have to what you could say, like, some amount of success by which I mean, like, you know, they have a job, they have means of income, they, like, you know, have certain things, like, they have a really loving family they're still in contact with, they have other relationships, they have friendships, they have romantic relationships. If you have all those things, I think at some point you have some time for introspection and you can be like, okay, all these things make up who I am, so who am I? And then when you're 30, you really kind of define on some level, your basic self. But I feel like mm-hmm. for her and for a lot of the characters in the show and the apartment, they were always like, this person, an unfinished project. But they're 30. Like, they've existed for 30 years on this planet doing whatever they've been doing with their lives. And that doesn't mean like, you know, like it's not the whole thing of like, oh, so- someone is who they are. They can't change. I don't think that's true. I think that you can change your opinion. I think you can change like your perspective and like maybe even like some elements of your personality maybe or just like maybe being better about like maybe more communicative. But I don't think you can change your fundamentals the show definitely kind of extols that virtue of just being like if you invest in someone because they will change if you're the right person it is kind of that thing of no matter who they are no matter what they've done no matter i don't know anything else about them they are still they can be molded and like i don't think that that's accurate or true but i also feel like the thing about people that have been relationships they're always like oh we've changed like a lot (laughs) like people always admit that but they're like we changed together like we didn't leave one over the other person like my like boyfriend you know like people that i've known for dating since high school like oh my boyfriend i dated since high school like he is not still 17 you know like he is like 24 like which is great i'm glad we've changed and you know we've had some growing pains for sure where someone maybe grew up faster or just changed faster than the other person but at the same time like a big part of relationships is like always accepting that and supporting that and i feel like they just didn't really acknowledge that and like for her it was like a lot of her change are (laughs) yeah of being like oh well like you know like she does this yeah and like i was like what (laughs) that's not how that works but also i'm just like even if it's not her major relationships i feel like as friends you can be like hey hey man (laughs) you like are being really but like i was just like you can't i mean yeah you can change but like i'm just like I feel like a lot of her, a lot of stuff that she was doing, a lot of stuff that she was, like, getting into, um, and later seasons and stuff like that, everyone Mm -hmm. was just like, oh, um, look at her career success. And I was like, okay, but, like, as your friends, like, you need to still call your friends out on stuff sometimes. And, like, there's friends that I have that have, like, you know, amazing jobs and they have great career success they have other things going on in their lives but i'm not gonna be like oh because that's going on i'm not gonna tell them that they need to be like less shitty like (laughs) i wouldn't do that (laughs) like i would still be like hey by the way you should like work on that because you're kind of coming off this way or whatever or just being like hey i can support you but like or even cc just being like hey i support you and all you do and like we're still good friends but i'm also going to be like very open and you need to stop getting relationships and just thinking you're going to change these guys and stuff like that because that's like not very good for you and that's the reason they're not looking out because like as someone's been on the sidelines for this long like I can tell you that this is a trend that I'm seeing and I want to make sure that you know it too so you can like be better I think it's so hard being a good friend though <laughs> it's not even like putting you know like putting in that much work it's just like telling your friend what's up and I feel like no one really does that or no one's like 
everyone's a friend, but they're like very much like enablers, kind of, as opposed to like really mm-hmm. being upfront. But then with Je- with Nick, they're always like, "Hey, you need to change, <laughs> and you need to like be better about stuff. You need to like be less like yeah, you know, sure. you need to not hold back I, as much. Like, all that stuff. They push him, are, are and they just don't push Jess the same way. Opinion. I think that's a problem. <laughs> like they're a lot funnier, a lot more relatable, and just a lot more rounded as yeah. people. And like definitely people I would see myself not necessarily being friends with, but like becoming acquainted with. And this isn't like me trying to like hate on dress, like the protagonist and like hating on women, but like she was really annoying. <laughs> yeah. I mean Yeah. But then again, like I'm I'm not like a white woman, so like, she wasn't I, I can't really like, speak, super speak accurately. on white she was woman written, experience, like, realistically, you know? I think. So it's fine to say that. <laughs> Yeah, and then here I am, like, huh? <laughs> I guess. Maybe it's out there, and everyone that's, like, watching it's like, yeah, exactly, 100%. And we're just, like, right here, we're just, like, uh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But also, I feel like, Definitely. I feel like we're both from Los Angeles. Yeah. Like, we're both have lived in Los Angeles, and, like, the show is a very Los Angeles-based or whatever, like, show. You know, that's a point that they're in the city. And I just feel like maybe we haven't lived that <laughs> experience of being white women we've been in a lot of places and i just never send someone exactly like that that's another so i was point like too, like this shows for her like i've never it, come across that where i'm like oh yeah this totally checks out maybe that's just, just me but their rent the size of their home um the way that they commute the way that i don't know just none of it makes sense for LA, but you know what? <laughs> that's just me some people may disagree maybe transplants but like I don't, but whatever. <laughs> I was gonna say I like know very few bartenders, but like I remember one time someone mentioning in an article before I moved to LA that they were like, "There's no way a bartender can make enough to live but in a apartment." Like new girl, <laughs> like unless he was like at the best bar in LA you know making crazy he was not he was in a local bar so like yeah there's no way like you'd have to be like the top top of the line literally making freaking whatever like you know top-notch stuff or like just have like a crazy restaurant you work for oh, you could yeah. not afford that and like the only person that we really like could like identify as like making enough money to even like live in that neighborhood was schmidt even then like would he be able to afford all their rents i don't know like it's a lot to take from your friend and that's scummy too if you're like taking that much money from your friend because i feel like there's just no way something that was that big and also like that much room would like be able for like all those people to rent on their on their salaries (laughs) which like which we can kind of guess at like that's just not believable um in general so we don't know her so there goes we our logic. The show is totally made in the fictional world and a fictional <laughs> LA that we never have heard of. We never visited. And we just we just don't know. Oh my gosh. Um, and like I guess so when New Girl ended, I remember being kind of like, oh, it's kind of the end of the era. And like I remember like there's a lot of articles about it because they were like, oh, it's the end of like the adorkable era and like this whole idea of like adorkable characters that were like in a lot of movies and te- television shows. Zoe de Chanel's character dress was kind of like the beginning of that, or you know, a really big part of that movement. And like the show ending was kind of like oh wow like this is really the end of all these other things that were like here like that doesn't mean that it's like never gonna be there again but this time here where this is so popular is like ending and like it was interesting to me to experience that because i was like oh i guess it was like the beginning of that character that beginning like that it kind of like way overdue stuff. But i also felt like when it ended it was time um even though i wasn't watching the show at the time i was just season, like oh that makes I think sense season six was supposed to be the last season yeah i think they almost did they almost also almost canceled i feel like there's one time they think they almost canceled it Yeah, and then they were like, no, but they pushed on for one more, and and then yeah, and like to give it like a wrap up and stuff. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm always just like, I think that a lot of shows have shorter shelf lives than they um, think they do. And I think that a lot of them should end sooner than they do in general. Um, I think it's like all shows I've watched, actually, even ones that I like. But I also feel like people grow up with characters and stuff. It's like, even if they don't watch the show, it's hard for them to get over it. And I feel like I experienced that with like 
Modern Family ended recently. Mm-hmm. I have not watched the show in years, but when I was like first came out, I used to watch it so much and like I really enjoyed it. And then at some point, I just I just stopped watching it and just kind of like I think I also yeah was like doing other stuff and like you know college and whatever and just like stopped watching it as much and then just stopped watching it entirely but i was still like oh that's so sad that's ending because like that's been such a big part of my growing up and like it's been like on air for so long these kids were so young when they started and stuff and i think that's like how people felt a little of new girl like even though obviously they didn't like get so much older that you were like oh my god spending years but like i think it's the idea of like them all changing so much and the seasons and like moving on to new careers mm-hmm. and then also like at least if like sh- one couple like having kids like I think that's when you're like, oh wow, it's been it a while. Too this show's much. been on air and stuff. Like, but like, what was your feeling about season, season seven? Like, do you think that that's it was pushing too much, it, or, or what did you feel about it? I would have been fine with like that last scene being Jess and Nick kissing on the elevator and done. Period. <laughs> no more to say. Nothing left to say. Like, leave it to the imagination. Obviously, they end up together. But I think that they further ruined these characters by yeah. developing another season that was unnecessary and like. Honestly, a lot of the things that happened was just, like, filler time, honestly. Like, I don't care about the house that they built. I don't care about their Schmidt and Cece's daughter. I don't care that she's smart. I don't care that Jess and Nick are still having problems and trying to figure out how they're going to get engaged and if they're going to get married. The only, like, (laughs) I think thing that I appreciated about season seven was, like, Allie and um, Winston. But that's about it i was like you know what like you should have wrapped it up at season seven and it would have been fine but i think that if they really wanted to make nick and jess endgame they definitely should have wrapped up at like season three or four and then just left it at that (laughs) and been like okay bye yeah I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's... Yeah, I think that a lot of television shows... I call it the Gilmore Girls Season 7 curse. Where, like, they're just like, oh, one more season to wrap up everything. And then they just, like, undo a lot of the way they set up for, like, the last few seasons. And then they're just like, oh, the last hour, the last episode, like, everything gets wrapped up. But, like, no one is happy. And a lot of fans are like, that's not true to the characters. You just, like, you made problems so that there could be another season. But their problems weren't really, like accurate and they weren't like really valid enough to have another season but like people just wanted to have it or they just like couldn't let go of it and stuff i think they definitely had that problem with new girl but like i don't know i guess final word on it i think if you grew up watching it or you like were a very early watcher of the show like me mm-hmm. like i think rewatching season one to three is like kind of fun i think past that it's it's not I think some of the humor just does not get funny after a while. I don't think it ages well. But I also think it wasn't funny at the time either. That's a direct hit to Jen. Um, and oh, I still rewatch it all the time. I think that, like, for that, I, it's, I like, an interesting rewatch. But I think, like, too. personally, I would not <laughs> but, rewatch like, I mean, it. Like, I yeah. love trash TV, so I just... Oh, my gosh. I will sit here and, like, point out every <laughs> single flaw of a show or movie that then, like, later I'll just be sitting in bed, like watching new girl like you'll hit me and be like what are you doing and be like oh i'm watching new girl <laughs> and or like i i do this often and i i think <laughs> i honestly get so annoyed when i do it but like i tend to reference new girl <laughs> scenes um in like everyday conversation where i'm like oh it's like that one scene in new girl or like oh remember when this happened there like that kind of reminds me of that and yeah you just, do <laughs> and i think that's so funny but like i don't know like i just think that <laughs> It's still relatable in some ways. You do that so especially often, the, actually. Like background characters like Winston and Nick. Just the way that they wrote Winston and Nick is why I still semi love the show to this day and put up with us. <laughs> fair. I very fair. I also like to point out. I don't know if I'm Nick Miller, but I think that I'm a combination of Winston and Nick Miller. In which case, you think that you are the character? Because I mean, like, out of every show, there's always, or at least like character or sitcoms like this, you're always (laughs) trying to think like, who would I be in this situation or in this story? Like, and honestly, I think I would be like a combination of both of them, where like I'm just super pessimistic, like Nick, and like in a lot of ways. I am also my work ethic is like Nick's, which is not something I'm proud of, but 
um and <laughs> i know like cut that out cut that out i'm not gonna get hired anymore um <laughs> But like, and Broadcast I don't mean that like out there. <laughs> lazy or like anything like that. I just think that you know what, whatever. Um, I'm not even gonna try to justify that statement. But <laughs> and like Winston, I think it's just um, leave it, leave his, it. His I said, leave it, of, <laughs> leave it on the ground. Like, jokes or his pranks, honestly, because I think that when I prank people, it's either like too much or too little, and I think. I think that's so hilarious because like I I <laughs> like I never realized it until like I watched him do that. I think I'm like, that's wow, true. like that really is me and that oh sucks. Oh my gosh, that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can confirm oh this my God. 100%. I think when I first started watching the show, I think I thought I was a Jess just because I so identified with Joey Deschanel and like all that stuff. But I think that like rewatching it now, though, I think that I definitely like I do think of myself as a Julia. I think I would have left a long time ago. And I think I would also just like have be out not out for myself, but I would be like, I'm out here to grow and like go forward. And I think when Julia left the show, I kind of left too. So I feel like me and her have some sort of com- combination arc. <laughs> And, like, I think that's the character I most am allied with and that I'm just, like, yeah, I get a lot of what she's saying and I really understand, like, where she's coming from and a lot of her scenes with Nick where I'm just, like, yeah, like, she likes him but he does need to grow up and I think that, like, she's one of the more adult characters and I think that, like, I'm not saying that I'm, like, you know, just, like, a high-powered lawyer but I think that, like, I have a lot of her, like, characteristics in terms of just, like, being ready to like move forward of my life and also just mm-hmm. like kind of telling people not yeah. like what to do but telling people what i am willing and, and not willing to compromise on takes. and so i would say Fresh that i'm like her in those, those ways but yeah and that's the episode so <laughs> those are our hot takes on on new girl yeah so i hope that you guys tune in next week and um we're gonna have a lot of different episodes are some of them are gonna be like lighter like this one some of them are gonna be like a lot more like not hard-hitting <laughs> like it's not we're doing like hard-hitting journalism here but i think it's gonna just be like a lot more takes kind of more on like maybe just like serious more serious issues or topics so like i think if you want more episodes like this we're definitely gonna have more like this we're gonna also have other ones that are just more serious so you can like hop around a lot you can like maybe listen to all of them or you can be like okay i want to just do light stuff right now because whatever's going on and like that's also totally cool and you know i think that we have a lot of content for everybody so just want to let yeah. that out there so you and guys don't think it's just like just only what we're gonna do so we're gonna cover opinions. a lot of different things and we're also you don't have to agree with all of them topics. of course so, yeah. um you can have your own opinions and you can voice them as well. So, like, make sure to follow us on Instagram yes. again. <laughs> Just plugging it in there. Like, follow us um, at Hot Takes Pod CST, not cast because it was taken. Um, and you can let us know, like, what you thought, if you agree or disagree, and, like, what are some hot takes that you have on New Girl? Yes. Or, again, like, let us know what sparked joy for you this week or last week or last month. It doesn't matter. We would like to know anyway. Okay. Bye. Yeah, I want to hear from you guys. But yeah, that's it for us. Uh, see you guys next time. Bye.